cool. Here we are. We're in Richie Brown Town. Or what, what do you call this place? We just call it the space. The space. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> it is a vibe in here. Yeah. Yeah. I picked the right day to uh, take, I'm calling it a mini dose. It's not really a microdose. We have this very powerful microdoses, and I took a few of them. And as soon as I got in here, I realized how hard it had hit me because everything's a little wavy, especially mm-hmm. over in this wall area. <laughs> Probably the lighting, too. It's yeah. very aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Have you tripped in here? Oh, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What's that like? Uh, it was nice because I would leave and go to the beach and then come back. And, like, that's kind of what I like. I like to be able to go out, like, into nature and then come back to a room and then just keep shifting. But this wall was very wavy the whole time. Yeah. I would think so. We're in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Asbury Park's cool. We love it here. Yeah, it's strange right now. Yeah, we're we're I mean we're like twenty years behind saying Asbury's cool, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's still cool. I'm I still I still love everyone down here, and I, that's what matters, right? I came here for a thing called Holidays in the Sun, this punk rock festival. I think it was 2002. This place was not what it is now. Just just that short of a time ago in 2002, mm-hmm. it was like. I mean, the punks overtook this town, and then they had to ban this festival. But it was an incredible time. Yeah, I remember going to a couple shows here when I was in high school, and it was like, don't go to the boardwalk. You know, like, it was spooky. Yeah. And now it's it's popping. Yeah, everyone's taking selfies down there. There's, like, wedding parties hanging out, that kind of thing. I feel like you could make this, like, a stop in Asbury Park. Like, come get your selfie taken in this (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. eyeball. I'm just a carnival barker outside. Yes. Come on. <laughs> come inside. Oh, man. We're going to have to do some shots of everything that you have in here. Yeah. Richie, you've been on, like, as, have you always been this creative or what's uh? Mm, I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah. That is a, a, that's a tough question. That's a tough question, but I think you see the world differently than other people, and I really appreciate that about you. We were talking about it on the way down, and I was like, is it because he's very sensitive, or is it because he's not sensitive at all? <laughs> what, like, what, where, does it, where does this vibe come from? And I'm like, I'm sure he's very, we're both saying, we're like, I'm sure he's a very sensitive person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, it's funny, because depending on who you talk to, I think you get a different answer of, you know, the perception of, of whether I'm sensitive or not. Mm. Um, I really don't know. I I it's it switches back and forth. But the joke I always make is that uh this is me terraforming. So like I'm most comfortable in an environment that is like super bright, covered in fur, whatever. And so like when we came in this space, the band didn't care. Like it was disgusting mint green color. And I was like, I can't work in here. <laughs> and so I had to like paint it and stuff and that's like what I have to do to feel comfortable in a space is what terraforming i don't even think i've heard that before oh it's like when like if we were to go to mars we would have to bring plants and stuff to make it habitable for oh us. yeah okay so this is like my version of that mm. for earth wow and yep. the band is uh brick and mortar oh yeah sorry i'm i'm giving no context for uh, well no i mean it's cool I we gave context in our last podcast because we we did it with the flag you did for them mm-hmm. behind we had us that behind us in the last podcast which gave us the idea to do this so thanks for doing it on such short notice. But 
yeah, the band is is brick and mortar, incredible project. How did you hook up with those guys? Oh, we, this was like probably ten years ago now, or s- I don't know. It was a long time ago, but we were in Staples, and we both <laughs> were stealing photocopies, <laughs> and I was making um, uh, postcards, and Brandon just took my postcards out of the printer and was just going through them, looking at them, and he's like, "Oh, pretty cool." Uh, you ever think about doing stuff for bands? And I was like, oh, uh, sure. And then that was like, it was just kind of that. And then it just escalated to how we work together now. And it's funny because you're like to you know to what we do now, and I wish we could just cut to a clip of <laughs> what it is. You're you're yeah. just like you know like okay whatever what we do now, but like you're on stage, dressed as a dog with like fucking <laughs> tassels. tassels. <laughs> it, like it's it's so trippy, and uh, for me like the the memory that's like seared in my head was that incredible show that you guys had to end the last tour. Was that the last show that everyone did? Yeah, I think so. That was in October. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, we came down here, saw you guys were playing Asbury Lanes, fucking awesome. And it was the first time I was really, like, taking ketamine. And holy shit, wow. man. Yeah, I didn't, I had no idea what uh, brick and mortar, what their music was. Mm-hmm. I just know that I had met you and Brandon. I was very high on acid. It was like two in the morning at the Empress. We had a hotel room and you guys came by. I had the funniest night. And I was like, I got to check this out whenever it's coming to <laughs> oh, town. Yeah. And I remember just uh, having liftoff on ketamine right as as you guys came out, and I didn't know what to expect. And it was just like a sensory overload of just like dopeness. It was like, uh, you, you can't really describe it. It's hard to describe. That's so wonderful that you guys met in Staples under those circumstances. <laughs> I love the context of that. Yeah. yeah, it definitely was like, and then we did we didn't know the like you know the funny detail of, about the fact that we were both stealing photocopies. How uh, do you steal photocopies? This was again, it was ten years ago, so it was before they had the the card readers. So you would just write on a piece of paper how many copies you made, and so obviously you could either just leave, or write like you know half the amount, a quarter of the amount, and then the person at the desk doesn't care because they're. 19 years old and working at staples Mm. so that was like so what's the move do you just leave or do you like write down half the amount or brandon would leave i wrote down half (laughs) (laughs) that's so that's where i'm at as a honest person i'm a half honest (laughs) i'm a like i think i might have miscounted so let me put two extra person (laughs) it's hard because cast balances that energy in me like i'm such a not a klepto, but like I'm the guy. I'm like, we're not going to be waiting in this line. We're just going to walk right past the people confidently. And Cass can't do that, really. Yeah, it's so not it's in my cute. nature. Yeah, it's not in her nature. Like she just wears it. Like she. So it's calmed me down a lot. But uh, it's better to be that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably poor because I I steal things. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel like we talk about that all the time. We talk about like things that Sean stole and then the karma that's come back to him because he's done weird shenanigans at, uh, you know, Best Buy or Oh yeah, oh my God, Circuit City or uh, Comp USA. <laughs> Comp USA once went in there 
and I bought, I really wanted a DVD writer for my computer. This is how far this goes back. This is probably 1999. And if they were just too expensive and I was poor, but I went in there, I put it on the credit card, went out to the car, delicately took it out, put in the CD writer that I had just <laughs> taken out of my computer, slipped it back in. I go back in the store, return it. And uh, the guy's like, okay, well, what was the problem? I was like, ah, got out to the car and just realized, like, this isn't compatible with my shit. And he's like, okay, cool. Scans it in. And he's like, hmm, okay, cool. And he's like, okay. And he's like looking at it, opens it up. He's like, uh, interesting. And he's like, you, you can tell. And I'm like, my heart's like starting to race, but I'm playing it off legit. I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? And the guy's like, it's weird because we sold you a DVD writer and in this box is a CDR. And I'm like, hmm, wow, that, that's, that's really weird. And like, he's like trying to figure this shit out. Eventually he's like, uh, you know what? One of these has been returned before. Maybe somebody was trying to pull a scam. I was like, yeah, it sounds like it. And me and my friend left there having scammed this place and just laughed our asses off the whole ride home thinking like, I remember us saying like, we can't get caught. How would we get caught? There's no way to get <laughs> caught doing this. Like you, you, you literally talk your way out of it. They don't care. Like you're saying, some 19 year old employee. Yeah. But uh, yeah, God, I, I can't even get into the amount of scams that I've pulled in my life because I think that there's like a statute of limitations on some shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're just incriminating ourselves uh, oh my on God. camera. I went on a like a fucking a mini crime spree of blockbuster videos because I was able to get and register a fake blockbuster card. So I just went to every blockbuster within like a 30 mile radius and just rented all my favorite movies and never returned them. You're the reason why they closed. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Were you doing a petty theft or was it just staples or, I mean, it sounds like it from half. Yeah. Them. What's your history of petty theft? <laughs> a lot of petty theft. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, always, I mean, I should, cl you know, always the big box stores. Never, of course. You know, mom and pop. Yeah. But you know, just, whatever and always justifying it as like robin hood stuff you know mm -hmm. so doing like an interactive art show and being like oh well we need markers and we need the best markers <laughs> so i'm gonna take all the prisma colors and like you know now i have like 300 dollars worth of markers in my jacket oh my god yo that's bold you know? <clears throat> i was never that bold that's like like straight shoplifting was it was too much for me oh well <laughs> Did you ever get caught? <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> but not like <laughs> I got caught in the dollar store, the most mm, shameful place damn. to be caught stealing. And it was because I didn't want to wait in line. It wasn't even like I <laughs> needed it. It was just this line is too long. And I did just like a quick like whoop in in the sleeve and some old man stopped me and he's like, stop right there. He's like, uh, let, let me see what's in your coat. And I'm like in shock because, I, you know, I thought I was getting away with something. And he brings me to the register and he m forces me to cut the line. And he's like, uh, excuse me, this, uh, this man right here, this young man, <laughs> he would like to pay for these things. And so he took out his flip phone and started filming me or taking pictures of me paying for the items that I was planning on stealing uh -huh. and then telling me that he was sending them to the police. <laughs> but <laughs> like he's filming me not break the law and it was just such a weird experience. And the woman just let him do like, it was just like, Oh, okay. Like, yes, cut these people in line. And I, my heart was racing the whole time, but it was so strange. Mm. It's incredible what you can pull off when you approach something with authority. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Sean talks like you know clearing out a whole place or. Yeah, I mean that's just dumb shit that I used to think was really funny. It's like how big of a crowd could I like clear out of an area by just being like, hey, everyone's got to go. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like go into a park. Be like, we're gonna need this area clear. And if you're wearing anything that looks, oh yeah, even remotely official, yeah. We love watching those videos where people sneak into concerts. Like, this is oh, me sneaking yeah. into Jay-Z or, right. you know, mm. any Rolling Stones. And we always talk about doing it, but... But you always... You're the dead giveaway. No, I know. It's like, do we get the walkie-talkies or what? Do we, we carry a ladder in. They have, like, some really good moves. Yeah. Just, like, if you're carrying in. a ladder, you could go anywhere. I wonder if those are real, though. Those videos? Yeah. I believe mm. them. They gotta be real. Mm. Yeah, but they're definitely... Uh, a good amount of them that aren't real. Well, why would you even bother making a not real video? Look how many sneak? views those things get. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the I want craziest part. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I have a good look for pretending to be an official person. No, like, <laughs> just, like just my face alone is just like deviant, <laughs> yeah. social deviant. Yeah, people are keeping an eye on you even mm -hmm. when you're not up to anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck man yeah you've gotten in some situations that's what i was hoping you'd talk to us about is uh some of uh <laughs> some of the weird shit you've gotten into by just being what would you even call that you have a propensity for just curiosity and not giving a fuck yeah or <laughs> like i mean it's it's been a while i if if i think we're talking about the same thing yeah you, you want to tell the story I mean, it's a, it's a long tale. <laughs> We're here. Um, all right. Well, feel feel free to interject with questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so there was a period of time when I was younger, I guess, where I, I did get in a lot of weird situations. And it was just like doing online dating and me meeting people on Craigslist and just like, you know, and then... I think also part of it maybe was like social anxiety because I would freeze up and not know how to exit a weird situation. Mm. And so then it would just kind of progress. And then other times it was like, well, I'm just going to see how far this, this can go. Yeah. Um, so in this one particular instance, which is like my greatest story, <laughs> everyone always wants like if, if a friend brings me somewhere they and they have friends there they're like oh you have to tell them the story <laughs> this is how we heard this story yeah yeah totally um and like i'm at the point where i won't tell someone the story unless they've known me for a while because it just sounds like a lie it sounds <laughs> like a, just a straight up lie uh so i used to work at the library and uh i did not actually do any work i would just go in the the tower like this reading tower where people would study and i would draw or read or sleep and so this one particular time i was i was drawing doing little doodles and this guy comes in and he immediately sees me and probably just clocks me as as a mark and he's like hey uh you know what number month it is or like some weird phrasing like that and i have to like do the math and then i like tell him and he's like oh He's like, I'm early for my court appointment. And I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. Oh and then Lord. he's like, what are you drawing? And just, you know, just like that. He's in. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> and so I show him, and it's just these dumb doodles. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, I can tell you've got the skills. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I, I, his voice 
like I can never imitate it. And it sounded like if you were to combine Snoop Dogg and Woody Allen. <laughs> oh my! So God. like kind of the nervousness of Woody Allen, but like the the timber of of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> mm, that's good. And he wore his fingernails long. Mm. It's important detail. I feel red <laughs> red flag. Mm. Um. And so yeah, so he's he's looking at the drawings and he's like, "You ever think about uh, drawing people? People?" And I was like, uh, yeah, sometimes. And he's like, all right, well, how old are you? And oh. then I tell him how old I am, and I think I'm like 23 at this point. And he's like, okay, good. He's like, so if you're, you're of age, so we could talk about this. He's like, I want to commission a portrait from somebody of me and my girl in the nude. It's going to be real hot, real classy. I have this couch that looks like the one from Titanic. Uh, would you be interested in doing this? And... As immediately, I'm like, this guy's idea of what hot, sexy, and classy are are not what my idea of hot, <laughs> sexy, and classy are. So, of course, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so I agree, and I give him my phone number, and he immediately calls me while he's standing in front of me and just, like, looks me in the eye and is like, I'm just making sure you didn't give me the wrong number. Oh, God. And so... <laughs> it's a good thing you did, man. What, like, <laughs> what would have happened? And so... I, uh, you know, I answer, I'm like, oh, uh, hello, you know, okay. So we make the date to go and it's around Halloween time, I guess. And so he tells me I can identify his apartment by the one that has the really nice Halloween decorations. So when I get to his apartment, none of the apartments have Halloween decorations except for one, which just has orange cobwebs just <laughs> thrown onto the bush. <laughs> And so I'm like, well, this must be the place. And also verification that his idea of classy is uh -huh. questionable. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so part of our agreement was that he would provide the paper. Mm. Just put that in your bank for later. Um, so he has an order bell. I call and he opens the door. And the first thing I see, like just right past him into his kitchen is... A handful of like 15 year old Mexican boys smoking blunts and oh and he's he's black and he says those are my nephews and I'm like oh interesting <laughs> interesting family you yeah. have <laughs> and so he's like I'm gonna get my nephews out of here just have a seat so I sit down on the couch, the Titanic couch, uh -huh. which looks nothing like the Titanic. Something like this. <laughs> yeah, some, something like this. And to my right is a man who I am not introduced to who looks like the bald guy from Tenacious D. And he's laying on another couch and he's watching Whitney Houston's The Bodyguard mm. on a little tube TV, like resting on a dresser. And then in front of me is an open Bible, and there's crosses all over the wall. Mm. And uh, we watched together in silence, because he didn't acknowledge my presence, the scene where like the bodyguard carries her out and the song <laughs> plays while uh, this man is, you know, shooing his, his, nephew, his nephews <laughs> out of the house. And uh, then he goes and gets the paper that he was supposed to provide, and he comes out with like a Staples flip chart and it's all curled up and looks like it's been in a closet. Mm. And uh, I'm like, oh, I keep almost saying his name. Um, I'm like, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, we, we, we can't use this. Like it's going to turn yellow. Lucky for you, I have some paper in my car. I'll go get it. So I go get the paper to, to explain to him all that. And uh, then he wants to give me a tour of the house. And his tour of the house is just a tour of the photos 
And so he has this like wall unit and there's just photo, like tons of pictures. So he shows me his parents and they're black. Then he shows me his brothers and they're all white. Hmm. And I'm like, huh, you have an interesting and large family. Hoping he would like maybe clarify how he has this, you know, strange mixed race family. Mm. And he's just like, yep. <laughs> and then that was that. And then uh, he later um, at, uh, offers me alcohol. I don't drink. He seems disappointed. He's like, well, I'm going to I'm going to have some alcohol. And then uh, he comes in and he's like, all right, so my girl's on vacation. Uh <laughs> but I still want to commission a portrait for her. I want to surprise her. Still going to be very hot, classy. What do you think about me in the tub? I've got some waterproof pillows. It's going to look sexy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, and, uh, was it red flags? If they weren't, like, uh, high raised before this, what were they going off? Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Well, so, mind you, I'm young, and I'm like, this is weird, but, like, I'm a liberal progressive person. I can't be freaked out by a naked man. That yeah. would make me homophobic. Yeah. And so I'm like, sure. And so he's like, all right, I'll go get ready. He's like, you just set up your drawing stuff and uh, I'll, I'll be in in a minute. And I'm like, okay. So I go in this bathroom and it's an apartment. So it's like a very small bathroom. And also <laughs> I'm doing a pencil drawing. So there's not a lot to set up. So I'm just like rearranging my pencils <laughs> on his, you know, his, uh, his sink. <laughs> And it's not okay. even like a clawfoot tub. It's like a tub shower combo. <laughs> oh my so God. he comes in wearing a white bathrobe, unrobes, he has an erection. And Oh daddy. I just ignore it because what a, I'm not like, gonna okay. Yeah, like maybe it's a nervous erection. I don't know. Maybe those exist. You're a real professional. Ve I'm I'm a <laughs> pro just yeah. in general. From day one From in this game. Day one. <laughs> and uh so he gets in the tub and then he's like, oh, could you do me a favor? He's like, could you close the door? Because I'm just like afraid my nephews are going to come back and see. And I don't want them to see me like this. So like now I'm like, oh, hmm. okay. So I close the door and now like the chair I'm sitting in to draw him is blocking. Like the door can't open unless I get up and move the chair. So I'm just like trapped in this bathroom with this man. And I'm like, well, this is this is strange. But uh, whatever. And also, like, he's naked, and he's just com in complete control of the situation. Yeah, Like, wow. think about that power dynamic. Absurd <laughs> composure. Yeah. Wow. Still got the erection. Yeah. And uh, so, oh, and he also put, like, bubbles in the bath, but not enough for it to be a bubble bath, just enough for it to be weird. <laughs> like, like, a couple bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so i just start drawing him it's like relatively normal aside from the fact that he has like a waning erection oh my lord um and we're just talking just shooting the shit and then he he tells me about um kind of just like his past he used to be a hairstylist i'm like oh cool and then he tells me that he's like yeah you know i used to actually have um like long cornrows but i had to get rid of them when i was in jail because my cellmate put his foot on my head and I got a fungus and I had to cut all my hair. Oh my god. And I was just like, oh okay. And like, you know, don't want to know the details of, of Yale. <laughs> yeah. And um 
I'm just going to pretend like I didn't hear it. <laughs> and I just immediately jumped onto the, the cornrow part. And this, m- now mind you, this is before R. Kelly was proven to be a uh, bad person. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do a project where I got my hair in cornrows and recited R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet um, in monotone. Ooh. And I'm sorry the world missed out on that. I, me too. <laughs> you know, but I guess, you know, that would be a, a blemish on my reputation now <laughs> in many ways. Yeah, yeah it would be haunting you. Uh, but I told him about the idea and he was like, well, you know, like Trapped in the Closet's about R. Kelly being gay, right? And I was like, I don't think it is. <laughs> and he like really argued with me about it. And I was like, I don't think you've ever heard or watched Trapped in the Closet. Lucky for you, I have it on my laptop in my car. I'm going to go get it. So wow, shit. I go to my car, get my laptop, set it up on the computer, and now he's watching R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet while I'm drawing him naked in a bathtub. That was a really and good idea. That was really in the moment thinking, mm-hmm. like diffusing a situation, like establishing you can get out of there. Yeah. Like there's an I'm going to come back. You know. And also taking his attention off of you. That's what I had hoped. Uh, <laughs> and also, like, once it was happening, to so to, to go back to, like, what we were talking about before, we're getting myself in weird situations. Like, that snapshot of that moment was the point where I was like, this is the great story that I will get to tell my friends. Like, this is so absurd. It's so ridiculous. And, like, I'm not even thinking about the fact that I, I am in, da- in danger. <laughs> um <laughs> And so, like, he clearly doesn't want to watch Trapped in the Closet. And so, I don't know how long it's been going, but I'm drawing him. And then he, like, wiggles his his wiener in the water. And he's like, make sure uh, you get the proportions right. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Do you want me to, like, draw a flag flying from it or something? (laughs) You know, trying to, like, diffuse it with some humor. And he's like, no. Just no. Mm. I was like, Okay. okay we're not joking around not here. joking around this I mean, at this point i think you're leading him on like i think i'm, I'm kind of like so on his side right now yeah so oh, i again it's <laughs> a problem i have <laughs> uh it's a it's a regret but then you know he's a little more silence and then he's like uh so oh yeah i maybe i should go back so he reveals to me that the brothers in the photographs are not actually brothers they're ex-lovers and he just doesn't feel comfortable calling them exes so he calls them brothers oh, okay which is strange because they all looked like me skinny oh. mm. and white mm-hmm. uh and i'm like oh well, and it also it seems like he doesn't have uh, an ability to let go of his past lovers which is also kind of a red flag yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that is a red flag if you're going into a relationship with this guy for sure yeah um, <laughs> This is very. This is a very romantic evening for the two of us. Um, so, so yeah. So he he gets bored with R. Kelly strapped in the closet, and then uh, just kind of starts talking over it. And he's like, "So, uh, what do you think?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" Mm-hmm. And then he like gestures with his chin towards his penis, and I'm just like, uh, "I don't know. Looks like a regular old dick to me." <laughs> and he's like, "People tell me it's pretty big." I was like, oh, hmm. <laughs> seems pretty average. Yeah, like, <laughs> kind of bold. Yeah, tr- trying to be like uh, playfully casual and also like let him know that like I'm not taking these advances seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so then that's like, you know, silence for a little while longer. And then eventually he's like, he's like, I don't really want to watch this anymore. He's like, can we put something else on? And I'm like, yeah, sure. What? And he's like, can we put on some porn? And I'm just like, I have to be accommodating. <laughs> oh my god! And so, but I don't remember this part. This is great. I'm god. panicking though because, like, when someone asks you to put on porn, yeah, do you say like, oh, well, what's your preference, or do I like, is it, is it dealer's choice? Do I do <laughs> I tentacles? Yeah, yeah. You into tentacles? What about like <laughs> people licking glass? Yeah. Um, and so I try to get on his internet, and I can't. And there's a couple of lists, and one of them is called Chill Town. And so I'm like, are you uh, Chill Town in all capital letters? And he's just like, uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I need the password. And he's just like, oh, I don't know it. And I was like, oh, well, I can't get on the internet then. And he's like, oh, well, can you still download stuff? And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not how the internet works. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And he's really, like, real disappointed. And he's like, just put whatever else you have. And so this was during a period of my life where I was doing a project that I was sampling a bunch of things from all of Will Smith's music and movies to make an album just entirely out of Will Smith sounds. Ooh. So I put on, so so to, I, I guess to clarify, the only movies I have on my computer are Will Smith <laughs> movies. That's pretty hot though. I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but I also realize now in hindsight that I am giving him all the wrong ideas because it's just like R. Kelly, Will Smith. Yeah, he's um, seeing that you have a type too. He's seeing I have a type. So... <laughs> I put on Enemy of the State because that's the one I haven't gotten to yet. So I figure now I'm multitasking. Uh, <laughs> clearly, he doesn't want to watch Enemy of the State. So I'm drawing him again, you know, for I don't know how long before he just starts talking over the movie. And he's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure. He's like, would you show me your cock? <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of love this guy. I do too. I, I am... So torn uh, about how to feel about this man uh, mm. now that I know in hindsight some some details. Oh, shit. Um, but my reaction was something like, uh, I don't really know why like you would want to see my penis uh, because like, you know, it wouldn't really uh, like, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. It has nothing and to do with the job I'm here to do. Yeah. And <laughs> he he responds and immediately corrects me. And he's like, Little boys have penises. Men have cocks. And I was like, that was when I got the cold sweat. And I was like, mm. oh, this is not fun. This oh, is dangerous. <laughs> this is dangerous. Fuck, dude. Um, and then he was like, uh, you know, I'll give you extra money. Like on top of the $50 <laughs> that I'm paying you for this drawing. Um, and he didn't say how much, but I'm like thinking about it yeah. in silence as I'm drawing him because I'm like, oh, I've got student loans. Oh, like yeah. how it's just showing him my penis. It's just like showing him my penis. <laughs> student loans. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is why we need to cancel. Yeah, all exactly. I'm not the only one that's doing this. Yeah. Um, so I'm drawing him in silence after he, he proposes this. Just very uncomfortable. And then I'm like mulling it over in my head. And then he's probably also uncomfortable because he's kind of like shifting around and um, he starts talking more and he's like, he's like, all right, all right. Like the least I would want to do is touch it at the most suck it. And trust me, if I sucked it, you'd be coming back for more. <sighs> and I was just like, oh, that's smooth. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a good line. Yeah. If he hadn't like trapped me in a bathroom. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
And so I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Well, now you know you definitely can't show him your penis. <laughs> no, because it's if you give a moose a muffin, he's going to want to <laughs> suck on it. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, I, I'm i just like, you know, like I'm like, trying to come up with all these goofy excuses. Like, oh, I try to maintain a professional uh, distance between uh, my clients and myself, you know, for these $50 drawings <laughs> that I do. <laughs> and uh, he he's trying to like convince me that if i want to make it in the art world this is just what i'm gonna have to do <laughs> and i'm like well he's probably right it's a good <laughs> point. it is a good point <laughs> it, if it's not literal it's metaphorical yeah and so eventually i realized like he's not gonna drop it and so i faked getting a phone call from my sister i go out and i'm just loudly talking on the phone like he did what uh, oh that asshole all right i'm coming to get you right now i come in i'm like uh, listen, my sister's boyfriend, they got, they got in an argument. He left her somewhere. Uh, I have to go pick her up. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he's like, you don't want to go do that. He's like, if you do that and this, you and your sister and this guy get back together, you're going to look like the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, like my sister is a pretty good judge of character. I think it's over. I got to go. And he's like, all right, fine. Well, let me get out of the tub. I want to look at this drawing. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I have to wait for him to like get out of the tub, put his robe on. He looks at the drawing. Now, mind you, like, I'm not a portrait artist. <laughs> so I don't know why I agreed to do this. Uh, and he looks at the drawing and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, do my bug eyes bug out like this? <laughs> he's like, can you fix this right now? And I'm like, no, I got to go. Oh and I'm God. like, I'll come back. I'll do the drawing some other time. Like, I'll leave it with you. Like, I promise I'll be back. And he's like, all right. He's like, well, let me walk you to the door. So he walks me to the door, and then he asks me where I parked my car, and I just va gesture vaguely in the distance, but it's actually, like, very close to his front door. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's on, a, like, blah, blah, blah street? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, you know, it's actually faster if you uh, take the back door. He's like, why don't you come in and just go out the back way? <sighs> and I'm like, no, like, I'm already out. He's like, no. He's like, come in and take the back door. Oh my and I'm God. like, no. <laughs> and then I just keep taking like a step closer and closer to my car. So I get to my car and he's still trying to convince me to come back inside. And he's like, oh, that's your car? And then I said, yes, get in my car, drive away, unmurdered. Whoa. So that's the end of what? the experience. So Did you kind of peel out of there? Was it kind of like one of those moments like in a movie? Yeah, like, oh, fuck. yeah no. If I was, All of a sudden he's at the window. <laughs> if I was cool, I would have peeled out. But instead, I'm like, oh, got it. <laughs> and uh, so, and I immediately call my friends and I'm like, I think I just like narrowly escaped uh, dying. Oh, my God. And um, like, you know, that was that was 10 years ago. I would say so it was before me too and then like I've been telling this story for so long and like I'm realizing that like if I was a woman that would be such a darker story oh yeah you know because there's like a an element of like confidence that I had as a man in that situation that was just mm -hmm. like oh well even if he like does try something like maybe I can kick him in the face or do you think you could have taken him in a fight no I'm a very weak person well, you but look strong. I think you're strong. I just flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the truth is that these kind of situations, maybe not as ridiculous as it was what you went towards, um, do happen to men, you know? Oh, yeah. 
men do get targeted and do get sexually assaulted fairly often, unfortunately. But I'm really grateful. I mean, I don't think you would have died, but I think if he had some weird stuff happen to him in prison, it's possible that you could get the brunt of that trauma. Well, I've been telling the story for 10 years and never thought to like Google his name for visual purposes to like share with people. Mm. So a couple of years ago, uh, someone asked like, you ever like look him up? So I did. And we found his Facebook and at the time, there was a picture of him in a bathrobe, like, sitting on a bed in what looks like a haunted mansion. Oh like, such a God. weird thing. And so that was really funny. And then the next time I told the story, I tried to find it. We couldn't find it, but we did find his police record. Oh, no. And he was in jail for violent assault. Oh. Shit. Wow. So, Damn. that's... Uh, I wonder if he's ever killed anyone. I, I really don't like to think about it. Maybe there's a, a reality where you died in that house this that day. Like you're on one timeline and there's other timelines where you didn't make it out. Yeah. Maybe I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy That's fuck. why you have to terraform with all these colors yeah. to make it feel like you're really alive. <laughs> yeah, totally. We're so, definitely not real. We're definitely dead. So that's fuck. the story. Dude. Wow. Dude, that's fucking crazy. And I'm sure I missed like a bunch of beats because there were so many just weird little details. Um, the 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 dude watching uh, the bodyguard. Yeah. What's his deal? So, th- yeah, I leave that part. There's more in the story that I leave out just because the story doesn't flow if I include all these other things. <laughs> <laughs> but there were also moments where that guy came to the door and they had like an argument about how to cook rice and just a bunch of other like weird stuff huh. that I'm like in the crossfire of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what that guy's deal was, but he did look like the guy from Tenacious D. Uh, <laughs> was it? It wasn't him. No, it wasn't okay. him. Uh, all right. But that would be, that, that would, would make be, that story. Oh man. Yeah. And you know who the guy on the couch was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're pretty much vulnerable whenever you go into a stranger's house. Cause you're like entering their vibe, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be, I mean, even our vibe can be pretty wily if you hit us on the wrong day, you know? What? <laughs> Not are like you, sexual you, assault, yeah, show me you your com- penis, wily, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of motherfuckers will come over to our house just like, hey, I want to say hi to these guys. And we say yes to everyone. And next thing you know, they're smoking DMT. You know, that that's a pretty wily afternoon. Yeah. You know? And like, you don't know necessarily how someone will react afterwards. No, no. I've had a, um, two bad situations. We've probably turned 80 people onto DMT just because, like, we had it. And, like, uh, a lot of people would ask us, like, could I do it now? I'm like, sure. Twice, though, like, people freaked out on the level where I was, like, one, th- this, this girl flipped out to the point. She literally flipped out. She was flipping up the wall somehow. Her knees were scraped up from my brick wall. That's, that's how crazy she was going. And she just, like, lost her mind. And screaming in a way that I was thinking, how am I going to explain these screams to the cops? Because you could literally find your parents dead, murdered, and you wouldn't scream like this. Yeah. Like you just, there, there would be nothing on this plane of reality that could make someone scream like this. So I'm sitting there like trying to figure that out, but also like trying to kind of calm the situation down. And her sister was there. So as she was starting to come to, she's looking at her sister. She's like, oh my God. Oh, you're my sister. Okay, I'm me and you're my sister. And we have cousins. We have cousins like we barely ever talk about when they're in New Hampshire. She's like trying to piece together mm. a, a, her reality. 
that's what it seems like it is the bad trip on dmt is when someone uh couldn't even conceive of because how could you what ego disillusion was yeah and then they're experiencing it and they want this reality back i think that's why dmt gives you such gratitude because on some level every dose will do that to you have you ever done that no i i tried but i'm bad at smoking Oh, it's tough to do. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to you got to be uh, if you're not like if you never smoke anything else. I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably be OK with changa because that's like yeah. a smoother smoke. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like a leaf. At uh, the time I tried, it was like, I think, a dirty pipe. Uh, and I just was like, this is my first time ever smoking anything. Mm. Uh, and it just was a burn my throat. And that was about it. So you're not a weed man at all. Well, I eat it, and okay. then I actually last year I think was the first time I ever smoked weed. Mm. Whoa! And wow. it was funny because I smoked it with some stranger's mother. Uh, mm. It was like a friend's roommate, and I don't want to keep telling stories. So uh, that, what did that, you literally, mean? that's what we were saying on the way down. We're like, if we could get him telling stories, I like your stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was helping like a friend shoot a video and it, oh, it's actually, yeah, I could say this. It's Brandon's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, Corey. And uh, so I'm helping Corey with a music video and Corey's very loosey goosey with just everything. And so he's like, all right, uh, go back to my, like I was staying with him and he's like, go back to my house. Uh, just tell my roommates that you've been there before. Uh, and that, you know, like you're not like a weirdo. And I have to stop and get some stuff, and I'll be there eventually. So he uh, he's going to take, like, five hours probably. So he's just gone. So I go to the apartment, not realizing that he, like, lives in, like, a girl's dorm. So it's, like, a bunch of, like, 22-year-old girls. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, how how is this man living in this situation? <laughs> and one of the girls' mom was visiting. So I come in, and now I'm, like, invading, like, mom-daughter time. And they're just like, oh, like, you know, Corey? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And um, so I'm, like, hanging out with them. And the daughter's, like, super nerdy, super, like, um, like square. And the mom just keeps hinting at, like, she, like, wants to, like, get wild. She's like, oh, man, like, I remember, like, smoking pot. And then. <laughs> Sounds like this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the eventually Corey comes back and she's still talking about smoking pot. And Corey's like, well, I have some pot. And then he's like, why don't you smoke some pot? So then me and this mom went up to the porch like, and smoked pot while her daughter watched us. And it was so funny because I had like the traditional experience where I like inhaled and just coughed a bunch and embarrassed myself. But the high was like so disappointing because I've eaten so many edibles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, why do people do this? Yeah. Like I just felt like stupid rather than like, kind of like the trippy feeling that, you know, you get from eating a bunch of edibles. The the, the edibles are psychedelic in the right dose. And smoking it is like, you you just like get to this quick peak and then it slowly comes down. But yeah, the the edibles like ease you into it a little bit more. You become dumb over the course of hours, not like seconds. Yeah. But it was, I I just really like knowing that that was my first, uh, first. (laughs) You do... After all this, we're still finding that you can make some good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, do you think uh, there's, like, a link between psychedelics and, like, spirituality and your experiences? Yeah. I mean, I would say that 
I mean, I grew up as a reli- like a Christian religious really? person. Really? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Fuck. And uh, eventually, you know, decided not for me. Yeah. And uh, then became like agnostic, atheist, you know, whatever, whatever that weird gray area is. And then just kind of never really thought about it. And then kind of like whatever my spirituality is now has evolved through like so many different experiences. But a major part was definitely taking mushrooms and then like being like, oh, like being outside is nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh, I'm going to grow a bunch of plants. Oh, mm-hmm. like. And uh, so it definitely like enhanced my appreciation of like the the physical realm and what's happening here. And then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It connects you to God. That's, that's what I think. Or, or something, something that I don't know that I call God, but I was probably the same thing. I was like, super catholic i got way into it even when i had a choice like at 18 19 i was having a real tough time i was like let's double down on this catholic thing i've never really given it a chance and got into it and i was reading the bible every night i'm like crying reading the bible and then going to these youth groups where they're interpreting what i was crying about completely differently Mm -hmm. so started to leave a little bit of a bad taste and around 19 years old I, i got the fuck out of there and uh i i did the classic like kind of what you're saying like i went the opposite direction like atheist there is nothing, and that made me feel better for a long time. But I guess by the time the mushroom found me, that wasn't really working anymore. Yeah. it's. I don't really know what to call how I feel now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm wondering if having, like, maybe we share that, like, having that one reference point of, like, oh, I was, like, deep in religion yeah. makes you kind of allergic to a lot of... And, and I could be projecting onto you, but like to to like new age concepts in a lot oh, of yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll see the mechanisms. I'll attend something, and I'm like, oh, this is just church for people who think that church is dumb. Yeah, but it's just the same. <laughs> yeah, you know, tricks, yeah, c- tricks and costuming, and um, I'm convinced that like God is the thing that we are contained inside of. You know, it's very much like it broke itself apart to mm-hmm. learn about itself and that's what we are but to personify it too much maybe is a mistake mm-hmm. um because like that intelligence is so different from our intelligence and right now it's just like a weird rube goldberg machine that's mm-hmm. you know bing 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 moving around and mm-hmm. <sighs> that's that's a that's what the dmt experience feels yeah. like. you're just in that all of a sudden and you're like oh i couldn't possibly understand this mm-hmm. what's going on here what's going on in there yeah. i just kind of want to be in the balance of it, it kind of makes you have the appreciation for balance in your life and i think all psychedelics can do that yeah yeah my first first big acid trip um i remember having that exact download i like how you put it like where i'm like touching trees and i'm like i'm just i'm experiencing this like i'm downloading this to something larger than mm-hmm. myself and it, it kind of it's still brings like a little zest into like touching things and feeling things and going towards weird situations and I don't know. It makes it feel like all of a sudden there's an importance, but not like, yes, you know, like, like, oh, (laughs) oh, it's important that I have experiences for for this, this thing that I'm a part of. You're doing R&D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you're the only person that it's for in a way. So that like kind of just makes it kind of like, okay, it's not too consequential. (laughs) I could just watch Netflix forever and be fine. 
I, I would say it's like each person is like a, a little automaton that's <laughs> going out and collecting experience so that like when they die, it's just like, all right, we'll dump the hard drive into the big computer mm -hmm. and then that eventually will accumulate to something, whatever, you know, wh yeah. whatever that is. Mm. Uh, the same questions we ask ourselves, like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Like, maybe those are actually the questions of the big, the big thing that it has. Mm -hmm. And so like... That's, you know, that's so like philosophy 101, stupid. Yeah. No, but those are important questions because no one can answer them definitively. Yeah. And that's what makes them so fun. But do you think like if there was like an app you could upload yourself to, would you do it like a live forever sort of energy? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I like the thought of dying is scary and the thought of living forever is also scary. It's almost like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes like the concept of reincarnation really funny because it's just like you just keep tricking yourself into thinking that you're a, a finite being, but then you're actually just living over and over again. Yeah, and cycling that's, through. That's how you like deal with the anxiety of of infinity is to trick yourself into thinking it's not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that amnesia is just helping you get through this experience and feel special. Yeah. Fuck. But I really don't. You know, who who knows. We came to you for answers. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> where, well, where does art fit in then? I mean, my opinion on that changes all the time. But at least for me, it's like how I can comfortably interface with the world. Um, and like, so doing the interactive stuff is like my way of encouraging people to be creative and to interact with me in a way that I'm comfortable interacting with them. Uh, but I think that there's also like a benefit to encouraging people to create because like having like a final project, like it's great that, you know, this couch is here or whatever, but what's more important now to me is that like you're experiencing sitting on the couch. And so with the interactive stuff, it's like people are experiencing the process of making art and that's like therapeutic and helps people to cope with all the kind of the weirdness of existence and like you know there's like science behind it where it's it's you know your 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 stress responses can't operate at the same time that your your art making or laughing oh i love that yeah so really yeah so like your uh sympathetic nervous system i think it is is the one that's like fight or flight mm -hmm. and so that's like releasing you know all the cortisol and adrenaline and that can't work at the same time as the parasympathetic nervous system, which is activated when you laugh, when you're like, you know, sewing. A seven second out breath. Yeah. Activates it. Wow. That is starting to make so much sense. Like I really picked up TikTok for a minute at the beginning. This whole quarantine is like a bad habit. Where mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, like this, I Medicaid. know that I don't have coronavirus because this tightness in my chest like completely alleviates when I spend time like scrolling through yeah. like hilarious people's videos. And then I've taken up art also partly thanks, thanks to you, Richie, because we did a, a class with you. Yeah where you uh, kind of like had us draw with the, you have all these exercises where you draw with the left hand or you don't look, I mean. Yeah. The one, the one where you, you're blindfolded and you don't know what you're drawing. Yeah. And the people in the room are directing you how to draw it. That was fucking incredible, man. We had such a funny time doing that. Oh, uh, I miss being able to do those. It's so yeah. funny that like that project was getting momentum right as we enter a period of time where you're no longer allowed to share blindfolds or touch each other <sighs> mm -hmm. or breathe in each other's, yeah. you know, hair. Yeah. 
You were the last event we went to. Yeah. Wow. I think you, that was like the last big group thing I did, In too. general. Yeah. Like, there probably wouldn't have been Even as events. we were doing it, we were, like, sharing snacks. And I was like, this is probably naughty right now. Yeah, this is a little sketchy, but we're yeah. here. <laughs> and it was so fun. And w- what was really funny that night is you, you did it over at Magic City. And, like, I'm outside smoking a joint. And our friend Josh Craig, who is, like, a r- artist in residence there, is, like, coming over. And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, Richie Brown's having an interactive art thing, man. And he comes in and joins in, and man, he was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I loved his narration oh, the whole yeah, time. Dude. Just He just he had such a good way of, of narrating what was happening, what he was doing, how he was feeling. Oh, when we showed him the E.T. <laughs> we just we started what doing... What were they, like naked E.T.? Naked yeah, like ETs. a male and female E.T. Adult uh, E.T.'s. <laughs> yeah. God damn, yeah, that was really fucking funny. We'll have to post some of those sometime. You have archives, right? Oh, def- yeah. Yeah. I feel like there should be like maybe a Zoom. I, I would do a Zoom. Richie Brown town. There's got to be world, some way you know? of translating some of that. I've been thinking about it. It's just like doing it in person is so like nice that I feel like I almost have to just come up with a completely new thing to do yeah. digitally. Mm-hmm. Um and like it's it's hard though because there is something about the real group, the physical group, versus just like seeing people on a screen. Because I don't even like doing Zoom; it makes me so uncomfortable. Mm. Right. Uh, I like have to get so close to the camera because I can't feel the presence of the people. And yeah. I think if I physically get there, it'll happen. <laughs> mm. But then I just look like a psycho. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I would really like to to do that, and I, I think. We're going to have some time. How's this pandemic going for you? It's been weird. Like uh, up until maybe a couple weeks ago, I was kind of like running around with my hair on fire, not really sure how to. And it's not just the pandemic. It's all the social stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just feeling so much regret for like not being as politically active in the past. And now it's like we're all trying to retroactively fix what we didn't do, you know, for the last like 10 years mm-hmm. um so it's just like oh i'm gonna read a book you know i got all the the angela davis books and then like obviously i haven't read them because i'm an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and like <laughs> so yeah so it's it's been weird but like i mean i'm healthy i'm you know living in my mom's basement uh, that's a good place to be these yeah. days i think that's where a lot more of us are does um headed. if you had a re- religious upbringing does this all mesh with have you been ex- fully accepted by the fam? You're like the way you express yourself. Oh, yeah. I almost feel like, um, I mean, it, that's also like a weird, long, complex story. But the person who like introduced religion into my family was a stepfather. And he's not part of the family anymore. So that like religious fervor really isn't a part of like the household anymore. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, my mom is like so supportive and so accepting um and like creepily proud you know like people come over she's like oh go look in the basement <laughs> you know and like this the, this m&m with an erection is is down there and she's oh like yeah God. go go look in the basement <laughs> go look at all this stuff <laughs> Oh my god. What are these? You like a yin yang ball sack thing? Oh, those are butts. They're farting each other out. Oh. oh in perpetuity. Okay. Yeah, man. 
Oh, okay. That itself, I feel like, it could heal racial tensions. It should. It right? should. Like, we all need to be uh, more like that, whatever that is. That's what? like Martin Luther King's dream in <laughs> in the year 3000. <laughs> is that the title of that painting? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What yeah. did you do this chair for, this couch? Uh, it was for a TV pilot for a show that uh, we filmed. Cool. Did you, did you guys not see it, or are you just asking for... No, I didn't see it. Oh. I'll yeah. have to send it to you. Yeah, please. Uh, the last thing I saw that you did, you were working on a, uh, a a series of animations, and you showed us a fucking hilarious one, I it, about Japanese. Um, oh, the yokai. Yeah, man. Where is yeah. that? Is that stuff out there? No, I actually uh, had to tell the company to go shove it because I found out they were paying me so little because i don't know anything about animation mm. so then i talked to someone and they're like yeah uh you're getting paid like peanuts oh, fuck. and it was taking me like forever to do these things and i had to do 10 of them and i was like this is going to be like a year and a half of my life yeah. and it's like not financially su sustainable mm. so the way the contract worked was like there's no deadline so it's pretty much just like we just have this contract forever and that, oh. that project will just never be finished. Oh, mm. that works out. Yeah. Well, so do you own the rights to what you already created? No, they they own it. So man, I wanted to share that. It was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. How can people see your stuff? Like, how can they celebrate your catalog? Uh, they could go to my website, richiebrowntown.com, mm. or Instagram at richiebrowntown. Mm. You have some great gifts out there. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. And designed our Church of Chill sticker. This oh, little yeah. alien dude. Definitely. A crowning achievement. Which I will send you for free if you want one. You can email us. Yeah, if us. anyone wants one of our stickers that Richie Brown designed. That was such a fun project, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, Cass, came, Cass came out one morning and was like, I have an idea for a sticker, kind of. And she started sketching it out, and I was like, that's beautiful. But um, when she handed it off to you and seeing where it where actually it looked went, like something, <laughs> yeah, like it really did. It looked it like it was just like it was impressive from the first round. And it's always it's always hard for me to work with people when that's the case. I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like you do this, you know, I don't know how to give notes when I'm like, I, I made, yeah, this is dope. I made Richie use the color red. And oh, he's like, yeah. I hate red. I can't use red. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. It looks so much better without the red. Yeah. It did look better without the red. We have a red rose, though. Yeah. Because the rose, Sean said the rose has to be red, so. Yeah, I, otherwise it's not. It might not, you, yeah. you can't even tell what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the body is essentially Sean. Yeah, it's me. It's from a picture that uh, Joey took of me. Like, I was passing a joint, and he just snapped a picture, and that was a good one. So. Uh, I was like, it could be like this po position, and you're like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm doing Somebody it. called it out, too. They were like, that's Sean. Yeah, it's just the it was the perfect posture, the perfect pose. Like, why would why would you do anything different? I'll model for you anytime. Uh, will you? Uh, I'll be aroused. Be, <laughs> will you be in a bathtub? Yeah, fuck yeah, man! Trust me. Light on the bubbles. I'm aroused just yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> oh man! Well, this was a goddamn blast. I'm glad we came down to Asbury Park and we get to sit in your temple of art and weirdness. Yeah, can I also shout out that I'm wearing sit the up. shirt that you yeah, designed? Sure. Yeah. Wow, brick and mortar. it's such an honor to be so flattered. Sometimes I get nervous, though, when I wear this shirt, especially this year, that bad things happen to the earth. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's kind of one of these things. 
Well, luckily, I mean, well, I shouldn't even say it, but it just seems like that's the least likely of the ones to happen at this point so far yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk in a couple months and mm-hmm. maybe we'll be like man remember when we thought that the whole world wasn't gonna blow up at once yeah <laughs> fucking awesome all right well this is a very a podcast this is richie brown this was a damn pleasure hopefully we'll have you on again yeah thanks, thanks for, for having me peace and love <laughs>